Hello, this is Reading with Finus. I am Finus. I am reading Japanese myths. The story from uh, Japanese myths. Ooh, almost said the book I read previously. Things are new now. Season four today. Um, what I'm reading today from Japanese myths is an introduction to Japanese myths, Japanese origins, and I, you know what? Yeah, there's a prehistoric origins of Japanese society. I might read, but I think I might say that for tomorrow and then do the story after that. Uh, we'll catch a rhythm. This is, you know, I'm just going by the seat of my, the, what is that? Going by the edge of my seat? No, I'm going by the him, some type of my garment. I don't know. You get what I'm saying. I'm just going off the cuff. Ah, there it is. All right. Follow me and everything's just fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. I almost forgot about that. Let's go ahead and jump into the story. Introductions to Japanese myths. Japan may have absorbed the religion, art, and social life of China, but she set her own national seal upon what she borrowed from the celestial kingdom and created a worldview and a mythology truly her own. The Kojakya and the Nibon Shaki are the sources for from which we learn the early myths and legends of Japan. In their pages, we are introduced to Azaniga and Azanama. I'm going to look up these names. They're probably better. I probably can find these on Google, I'm sure. Uh, Amaturusa, Susa, Susano, and numerous other divinities. And these August beings provide us with stories that are quaint, beautiful, humorous, and sometimes a little horrible. In studying Japanese legend, one is particularly struck by its universal universality and also by its very sharp contrast. The Japanese have described the red blossom of azaleas as the fires of the gods and the white snow of Fuji as the garments of divine beings. Their legend on the one hand, at any rate, is essentially political, po poetical. And those who worship Mount Fuji also had ghostly tales to tell about the smallest insect. Too much stress cannot be laid upon Japanese love of nature. However, there is plenty of crude realism in Japanese legend. We are replayed by the thunder god's favorite repast, amazed by the magical power of foxes and cats and the story of Ochi the Earless and of the corpse-eating priest afforded striking examples of the combination of the weird and the, hor and the horrible. But first, let us take a look at the origins and background of the people and their mythology. So that's maybe what we're going to be doing next over the next couple of days. I'm excited, yo. I'm That already was such a good intro like oh wow poetic ooh stories sharp contrast yeah let's do it japanese origins modern japan japan exhibits a high degree of cultural homogeneity which 
derives from the centralization of power throughout most of the past one thousand and fifteen hundred years the last fifteen hundred years however the picture that has emerged over the years through archaeology and genetic research tells a different story it seems that japanese society in prehistoric times was characterized by a surprising diversity that has contributed silently to the later culture. Although Japanese history has only been documented since the 6th century AD, with the introduction of writing system from China, the hundreds of islands that make up Japan have been inhabited for thousands of years. Traces of the earliest population date back at least 50,000 years. Yeah. These migrations must have made their way uh, there overland, as Japan was linked to mainland Sakhalin in the north and to Korea in the south until about 12,000 years ago. You know what? No, we're going to mm, don't want to end here. Don't want to do the prehistoric origins of Japanese society. Why not? Let's do it. All right. Actually, 12,000 years ago, a very long lived late. Paleolithic, paleo, Paleolithic and Neolithic culture emerged in Japan, known as the Jomon cord market, cord marked culture after its characteristic poetry. To the Jomon people goes the credit of having made the oldest poetry known to archaeologists. Later samples of their work dating from 6000 BC have been discovered as far afield as Fuji. Though formally dismissed as primitive hunter-gatherers, it is now known from archaeological, archaeological sites such as Sanna Maruma, Ruma, Ruma, Marumyam, and the Jom people developed a highly sophisticated society with large sedentary populations supported by marine products and some agriculture. The Jomon also emerged in long-distance trade both within Japan and overseas. Especially noteworthy are the high-quality ceramic figurines known as Han-Aiwa Han that provide valuable data concerning the appearance, dress, and accoutrements of the Jomon people. And that is Introduction to Japan Myths, Japanese Myths, Japanese Origins, and the Prehistoric Origins of Japanese Society. I'm gonna do a lot more Googling in the next couple of days. Some some highlighting, get my highlighter out. See if I can pronounce these words and not butcher up like I did with the last uh, folklore stories I was reading. I apologize, African myths of origin fans. Those days are over, mispronouncing things. Maybe. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. I'll be here tomorrow to read other stories to you about Japanese myths. Follow me and everything's just fine. Today's the day. Read every day. If not, I got you. Don't worry about it. Uh yeah. Live your life. Live your life. All you want.